kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? What could be greater than a king? A hero. The hell are you supposed to be? I'm vengeance. Welcome to the DC Films Unlimited Podcast. In this series, we're talking about all DC films. And this episode, we're talking about uh, the Batman movie coming out on March 4th. Uh, Matt Reeves' Batman. I have Darren from uh, Detective Comic Talks here with me to talk about the Batman movie, dude. I'm hyped as fuck for this movie. How about you? Oh my god. Uh, my excitement levels can't get any higher. But, Alex, hello. Welcome back. Hello, man. How are you doing? It's been too long. Uh, I know. It's been, what, a week? About like, <laughs> three days, whatever. <laughs> but, see, like, after that last show, I just couldn't wait to get back on. Like, I was so... I, I left that show even more pumped for The Flash than I did when the, the show started. I don't know how that's possible, but somehow I did. That Zod stuff, man. Zod neck snap being erased, possibly, <laughs> you know? I'm getting like, excited. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was just like a throwaway thing, Zod, Fiona in the movie, and then you told me your theories, and then I walked away like, oh my god, like, Why else this could be incredible. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But this episode, we're talking about the Batman. Matt Reeves' Batman. Uh, dude, this is uh, this movie's going to change my life. It's going to change our lives forever. Uh, <laughs> it seems to be changing people who have sought sleeves already, so, I mean, everything I've heard for this movie seems to be... It's arguably as good, if not better, than The Dark Knight. Everybody that's seen the early test screens are nothing but positive praise for the movie. And uh, they they actually tested a four-hour cut of the movie, um, which is wild that they shot that much footage <laughs> for this movie. No, no. Um, and we know Matt Reeves likes to world-build and stuff in his movies. Uh, so I expect a lot of world-building in this. Uh, but yeah, I fully expect it to be better than the Nolan trilogy because there's – Something about the Nolan trilogy that, you know, they're the great films, you know, it's some of my favorite films of all time, but they're not yeah. quite Batman. You know what I'm saying? It's just, he doesn't really go into the whole DC universe or, you know, doing the fantastical things that Batman does in the comics and stuff like that. Uh, they don't go that direction in the Nolan movies. And in this Matt Reeves movie, we're getting all that. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like a true, like, Batman coming from the comics to the big screen. You're gonna get fantastical stuff. You're gonna get like grounded, serious stuff. Yeah, like uh, see with the Nolan movies, I love them, and I obviously they're, they're the pinnacle of comic book movies. Like you're not gonna get, in my opinion, anything better than those three movies. Like it starts well, it just gets better and better. Um, so I, you know, if I'm honest, like when the Batman was first announced, I kind of was hoping that we would continue. The sort of, you know, that DCEU Batman in a universe where the Justice League exists, etc. That's what I was hoping that um, would happen. And then we found out what Matt Reeves was planning, a year two story. It was going to be very grounded. And obviously then we started to see, as we'll discuss, the suit, the car. Um, and at first, I won't, I'll admit, I wasn't sold on it. Um, I was a bit like, okay, we seem to be doing a sort of Nolan-esque hyper-realism story, but as we'll get on to in a minute, like, this movie, the trailers, what we've seen behind the scenes, oh my, I'm sold. Like, <laughs> I mean, I need this movie tomorrow. I need it, I need it yesterday, but um, I don't know if I can wait another month. But it's a yeah. short month. It's February. Short month here. It's uh, well, considering, um, Yeah, considering the amount of delays we've had in this movie, we should have had the movie, what, like, over Last a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, like, October 2021. It was like their initial date. Uh, it seems yeah. more like a Halloween movie because we have the whole serial killer aspect with the Riddler and stuff. By the way, did you listen to the Riddler uh, soundtrack? Uh, oh, the my sound, the theme? oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's very good. <laughs> it's very I, know. good. <laughs> I know. It's like, I've, do you know, it's like I was discussing this with my friend the other day there, and I was saying to him, 
it, it's like this movie's coming out and it's like a movie that it just it can't not win, you know, like there's nothing I have seen nothing from this movie to make me go, oh, maybe like I know I said that you know previously there that when I initially saw what Matt Reeves was doing, I was unsure, but that wasn't as much about Matt Reeves. That was more like my tastes of the Batman character have sort of moved on in the last few years, but I've wanted to see Batman in a broader universe. And as you can imagine, after seeing, you know, what was that, seven, eight solo Batman movies, I maybe did want something different, but Matt Reeves has just reminded me, like, no, no, this is why I want to see Batman in his own world, you know, like, with the Bat characters building that out. It's so strange how I've went from being that mentality to, no, 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 like, please don't bring the Gal Gadot's into this world. Please don't do that. Like, please let Matt Reeves be himself and build out his universe himself. Oh, yeah. And I, I really feel like they are building, like, a whole different universe here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I don't know how, how you want to get into that right now or just t- keep talking about the hype because if you go on IMDb right now, uh, the Batman is the number one most anticipated film. It you know had a viewer poll on IMDb and it won that most anticipated film of 2022 uh, across the board here. I yeah. think it's number six popularity thing on the <laughs> IMDb, which is really good. Um, it's insane. Yeah, um, just keeps going up. Huge hype for this movie. Um, the box office uh, projections just came out too, not even a few days ago of us recording this. And they're saying opening weekend is like going to be over $150 million domestic opening weekend. And the total domestic run of that's going to have is going to be around like $500 million, possibly. You know, and that's massive. That's like uh, bigger than Batman versus Superman and well on the way to that, you know, billion dollar mark that they want. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be huge. If the movie's just okay, it's gonna break a billion. You know, say if it's not like a complete dumpster fire, it's gonna break that billion dollar mark, probably. Alex, I'm 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 not you know like a Nostradamus type. I don't yeah. like predicting the future and stuff. But one thing I can tell you is this movie's gonna be good. Uh, yeah, me too. I, I everything I've seen from the movie, every frame, the music that we've seen, only the two tracks, the Batman theme and the Riddler theme. Both excellent. They both sound, uh, you know, like they fit inside the tone that they're going for. And every shot from the movie, like every single frame that we've seen, the composition is just so well done. Everything looks so good in the movie. I just, there's no way it's going to be bad. There's just no way. Mm. So they've not chased, you know, proven actors, you know, the ones we've seen over and over again. They went for up and coming actors who are. Maybe you would say actors who maybe aren't your know, A-listers like Zoe Kravitz and Paul Dano, but who are fantastic actors in their own in, in their um, own right. So Jeffrey all Wright of that, also, yeah. I mean, Jeffrey, Wright, I mean, come on, you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, these fucking amazing like, actors. Yeah. Yeah. We, and these aren't actors that maybe you would see in you know, Andy Suckers, especially. I mean, this is a guy who's you know the the mocap guy. This is a guy who you know has only recently started to get work. Um, as himself in front of the camera. He's a fantastic actor in his own right. Um, but it's just looking at the casting, you know, what and what we've what we've heard, especially from Matt Reeves, Dolph Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, the way they're talking about the characters, the care they're showing, you know, they're, they're talking about these characters is that from the heart and what where they want to see the characters going and developing. And that's the sort of stuff that I want to hear. You know, it's not you know, just sort of like, yeah, yeah, you know, WB, give me a paycheck, and I love Batman, or the typical, I love the Dark Knight Returns, you know, like, those sort of lines we've heard so many times, it's when they start talking about wanting to get into the, you know, the backstory with the Waynes and Gotham City being a character itself, it's very reminiscent, you know, what we saw with Nolan, and, but I just think looking at this world, that these, just what we can see through this world, I think it's going to be even better than Nolan, and that sounds crazy to say, but this looks like it could be just that wee bit more, you know, comic booky, you know, just that, you know, just that wee bit more. I feel like Nolan, you, you, like the Catwoman character, you know, they would never call a Catwoman. She would be referenced as like the cat, and it was like just that wee bit missing, and I think that that's what we're going to get with Reeves. Yeah, and if you remember back to the trailer, the last trailer for the Batman. Like, he's in her apartment and just cats everywhere. Like, that's Catwoman, you know what I'm saying? Like, that just little details yeah. like that. 
uh, was missing from, like, the Nolan version. Like, there wasn't that many cats around Catwoman in Nolan's version, right? I think you saw, like, one cat in that movie. <laughs> I, was like, I, I like little details like that that reference back to the characters. Yeah. That's just yeah. in the world. Um, and, um, yeah, as far as, like, the cast of this movie – a lots of uh talented actors that aren't a-list you know robert patson he's not an a-list actor but he's got to be one of the most talented uh you know young actors in hollywood and it's funny i think he's only getting paid like maybe like four million dollars to be batman or something like that yeah, um it's, it's as really really low because yeah i don't know if you i don't know if you remember um a couple of years ago maybe 2019 when this movie was casting and um, they were gonna have to join a hill um to be in the movie um it was rumored Penguin, but I think it was actually the Riddler. I think it came out. It was actually the Riddler they were looking at him for. Mm. Um, and Jonah Hill was looking for $10 million yeah. to start in the movie. Now, this is a sign of where WB are now, you know, because this Batman movie, if the production budget's to believe, is only costing $100 million. Yeah. $100 million, that is... What we are looking at looks easily, easily like a 250, 300 oh, yeah. million production. Oh, yeah. And and he was looking for 10 million of that. You know, think about it. Like, yeah. you know, that's 10% of the budget he was looking for. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, talks broke down. We managed to get Paul Dano, who I'm absolutely ecstatic is going to be the Riddler, but we'll get to him in a moment. Um, but the fact that they've managed to get a talent like Robert Pattinson for that, you know, sort of salary. Um, I suspect if the movie smashes, which I believe it will, um, he will obviously earn more in um, future movies. But Robert yeah. Pattinson, from what we've seen, just obviously we can only go on the clips and you know the trailers um, and the still images we saw. He looks incredible, and it looks a very very different Bruce Wayne than we've ever seen before. Yeah, uh, yeah, more a uh, neurotic Bruce Wayne. That's like. He's so obsessed with like vengeance that he doesn't even uh, function as Bruce Wayne. You know, he doesn't even have that persona as Bruce Wayne. He's just Batman all the time. I feel like that's what this movie's probably gonna tackle like the most. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe by the end of this movie or like later in the series of this movie, we're gonna see Robert Pattinson like f- like form his Bruce Wayne persona more, yeah. like as the billionaire playboy as the series goes on yeah. and stuff. Um, but I like this whole like you know we're year two. He's still figuring it out as Batman. He's not Batman yet. You know, he's still trying to uh, reel in his anger and stuff. He's smashing people's faces till they're flattened. You know, saying <laughs> like it's not. Yeah, no, no. Uh, you know, he's not. Uh, he's not polished. As long yet. as he doesn't kill. You know, I I can't take another no. few years of Twitter arguments. <laughs> like I just I can't take that again. He might – that's the thing though. I feel like um, there might be like an accidental killing that maybe Batman does yeah. in the movie and maybe Riddler holds that up against him and stuff like that. Like you're no better than anybody else in the city, Batman type thing. And maybe that's where Batman starts changing like his ways type, type thing. I don't yeah. know. There's so many directions this movie could go and I love that it's three hours long. So we're going to get a lot of world building. We're going to get a lot of story. Um, and we know that the Gotham PD show is tied into this. It will be a show on HBO Max. And in this movie, they've cast tons of people as officers, um, like um, Barry uh, Konigan, Keoghan, Keoghan, I don't know how to say his name, but people were saying that he's going to be the Joker or something like that. Like, that's his secret role. Uh, but in IMDb, they have him cast as Officer Stanley Merkel, who is an actual character from the comic books and stuff like that. Um, and I feel like that's probably going to tie into the Gotham PD show. They also have another uh, cop on here too that's uh you know obviously jeffrey wright is going to be in the gotham pd show and um some other people um you saw him in the funeral scene that one cop that yeah. was like hey bruce wade you, that guy's going to be in the show too do you, do you know um i was going to say to you there about that scene yeah it was the first time i know it was on that short clip it was about four minutes if even that long but it was the first time you saw a cop in gotham yeah communicating with you know like one of the main actors and I think that was intentional from Matt Reeves, of course, with his GCPD show, which is supposed to be set, you know, before the Batman. Um, so, like, I I think that was intentional. And I think, like you say, casting um, Barry Keogh, um in the role, that probably ties into that show, because I feel like he is the sort of actor that could lead a show like that, along yeah. with Jeffrey Wright. Um, 
But as DC fans, you know, we love that rumour, don't we? Like, obviously, Barry being like, he's going to be the Joker. Yeah. I, I, we can go far back as Jenna Malone was going to be Batgirl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you remember Scoot McNary? He was going to be the Flash. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just, it's going to be um, Matello, Matello as well. Like, like there's just so many, like, DC fans love our rumour when it comes to casting the movie, don't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the theories go wild. They go wild for that. Um, but yeah, as you said, uh, Barry, he's not that expensive of an actor, so it would make sense if he was in some kind of TV series too. And most of the people on this cast listing, I think the most expensive person was probably Colin Farrell for the Penguin. Like he's got to yeah. be your your most top uh, paid actor here. But Peter Sarsgaard's also in the movie. Peter Sarsgaard played Hector Hammond in Green Lantern 2011. Isn't that fun? But I don't. You know, I've, I still haven't seen Colin Farrell in the movie. I've not seen him once. Yeah, I mean, he's in the Penguin. He's that, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't uh, see Is he him. the penguin? Yeah. Is that him? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah t- if t- this t- movie t- doesn't t- win, yeah. if this movie does not win the Academy Award for Best Makeup, then, like, I am telling you, like, I- I've watched the trailers, the clips. I cannot see him in that role. Like, for the, for the fantastic voice he's putting on, when he sounds like, Almost sounds like the Arkham City, Arkham Knight Penguin voice. You know that East End Bother Boy, London. If you hear a wee bit of the voice, it's coming out of the Penguin. Um, and it's just a look. He just looks absolutely incredible. Yeah, he does. I mean, unrecognizable. I, I can't even tell it's him. Um, pretty incredible. And he looks a lot like an Alex Ross uh, Penguin from Kingdom Come. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does. Looks identical. It's crazy. Um, and I like that it's not like he's not a short, like four foot penguin, like uh, we've seen from uh, Danny DeVito and stuff in the past. And um, yeah, I, I like that. Like it's his face that's why people are calling him a penguin. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying he just has a weird. I, I, I was, face. I was, I was worried. I'm not gonna lie, Alex. When when the cast was coming together, like I said at the start, I'm, I'm being brutally honest here. Like I was, you know, I was deserved with this movie, and I'm not gonna lie about that. It just felt. And I, this isn't me being negative. Like I am so excited for this movie. It just at the beginning, you know, after Ben Affleck, I kind of wanted more of that. But like I say, when Matt Reeves first announced the cast, I remember when they announced Colin, he called him Oz, and for the moment, I got that you know that sad feeling that I thought they were going to try and do the the Telltale series, the uh, Telltale series, uh, that, that sort of penguin, and I thought. I don't want that. You know, like, please yeah. give me a comics accurate penguin. And then they cast Colin Farrell, and I was like, oh, I don't think they're going to do the penguin. I, I, I can't see him. And then there was rumours going around that he put on weight, etc. Um, and I was like, oh, hold on, you know, this could work. And then, then we see him in full makeup, and I'm like, oh my God, like they are giving us like a comics accurate penguin, like even more. Like Danny DeVito, um, he played the role of penguin, and almost he. It was a completely different penguin than we'd seen in the past, but his penguin almost became what was expected of the penguin for the next two decades. You know, like he became what we've seen in the Batman animated series, or uh, you know, the Batman, the two thousand and four series. Like that became like the go-to penguin design and characteristics. Zoe Kravitz, I think, is an excellent actor too. She was in a oh, movie man. called Dope, and I I thought she was really yes. good in that. Yes. Um, so, you know, she's up and coming, too. She hasn't been on a ton of stuff. And I feel like she's the perfect, like, type of Catwoman for this Batman. Um, she just seems very uh, cat-like, I don't know. So a better way to say that. The way Kravitz, um, she's kind of, that is the Miller type to me. Um, where, like, WB keep pushing her, or studios in general just keep pushing her. You know, she's had a shot in the X-Men. She was in um, First Class. Um, she had a shot in the Divergent series. She was in Mad Max Fury Road. Um, and also she was in Fantastic Beasts. Um, so, like, studios like her. Like, they're really giving her chances. It seemed like kind of is the Miller a little bit, but had a little bit of fame at the start. And they just, like, they're sticking by them, studios. They're giving them these big franchises, but they're just waiting for that one to pop. Um, and I, I stand by, I think, The Flash will be Ezra's moment to really step forward. And, you know, it's going to happen. Like, yeah. It's got. It's going to have to be. I mean, everything's on the line of Flash. Um, but and I feel like Zoe Kravitz. This is her role. I think. Like, I just what I've seen. Um, what we know of her as an actress and as a person. I think this could be the definitive Catwoman. Right now, Michelle Pfeiffer's the one to beat, in my opinion. But this, as this, this could be 
the the Catwoman. Like we look at it the same way I just said about Danny DeVito being the go-to Penguin for the last two decades. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Zoe Kravitz. I, she's starting off with like that leather outfit too, like the Arkham games. So I'm hoping she gets some kind of like cat cowl by the end of the movie to make her really look like the Arkham City like Catwoman type thing. Warner Brothers first offered Matt Reeves the Ben Affleck script, which was like going to be like Arkham Asylum, you know, James Bonney and lots of action, very comic booky. And he turned that down to make his more like grounded Batman. But the more you see of this Batman, it seems more fantastical. Like even the skyline of Gotham looks very comic booky, very yeah. like you see all the buildings from the comics and stuff. And um, you read the prequel, but it's the graphic novel of the movie. Batman. It's the novelization yeah. of it's not it's not a novelization of the movie. It's a novelization like of a, like before the movie, like say prequel. So it was sort of um it was taking you through different spells in Bruce Wayne and actually Edward Nashton's life prior mm-hmm. to the Batman beginning. So basically when this book ends, essentially the movie and that should start, you know, like cool. if, if all intents and purposes are right at the end of this movie uh, book. That's cool. That's cool, because uh, um, there was a little character mentioned in that uh, book, and uh, it was just a, <laughs> according to you, it's just a reference, but Lex Luthor was mentioned, and Lex Corp was mentioned at some yeah. point, and um, I'm thinking, like, they could easily put the Lex Corp tower in the Gotham skyline, you know what I'm saying? Like, that could be, like, your subtle nod to the fact that there is a wider DC universe, and maybe, you're right, maybe Matt Reeves didn't plan on that when he's making... Uh, you know, the pre-production for this movie, but as they're making it, they're like, you know, why not? Why not make a little, like, allusion to some other stuff that's happening in the DC universe? Um, you know, especially if this takes off and, like, the Flash film doesn't do that good, they can fall back on this Matt Reeves universe and you could build the wider yeah. DC universe with it. Um, yeah, I totally, know. I totally, I think you're totally right. Like, I, I think that is probably the plan at this point. I think they've probably said to themselves, we're going to give the DCEU another go. Um, they have had, you know, no matter what people try and tell you online, the DCEU is on a really good high right now. They've had quite a few hits in Aquaman through Shazam. Birds of Prey, yeah, box office wasn't there, but it was a hit critically. Um, and again, same with um, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad and then Peacemakers, just, you know, that's the talk of the town right now. But um, I think... I think they've built in a escape hatch so that if, you know, the Flash does, you know, go wayward and doesn't work, um, then they can turn around to this universe and say, okay, let's build it out. But talking about this book, I don't really want to get too spoilery just in yeah. case people listen to it. And but then again, that isn't that much spoilers. Um, but what I would say is the book gives us a an idea of who this Bruce Wayne is. And okay, I'll maybe briefly sort of touch on it. Um, when Bruce was young, in this story, he doesn't live in Wayne Manor. Um, his father actually puts the house up for um, to be used as an orphanage, which makes sense because where I stay in Glasgow, just outside of Glasgow, they were doing shooting for the Batman here. Um, they, shot, they shot it in um, London and Liverpool um, primarily. But um, they did a bit of shooting in Glasgow and they used an abandoned building and the, the board on the street here was it was going to be an abandoned orphanage um, at the time. And I've actually visited the actual building since. And um, I can tell you it's really big. Um, it's, it used to be a, a mental hospital for people. Um, and I thought when I saw it, I was like, oh, this could be like an old Arkham Asylum. And maybe the Swain will put his money into a new modern one. But after reading the book, um, all I can all I'll say, with it kind of being too spoilery, is the Waynes lived in Wayne Tower. That's where Bruce Wayne was brought up. He wasn't brought up in Wayne Manor. Um, so Thomas and Martha Wayne gave the house, uh, sold the house off to become an orphanage. And when obviously the Wayne family moved to Wayne Tower, and that's where they um, lived their life. And in that orphanage. Um, a boy the same age as Bruce, um, who is Edward Nashton, who grows up to be the Riddler. Um, he is one of the orphans. And reading the book, 
he resents Bruce Wayne, he resents everything Bruce Wayne had. He doesn't like the fact that he lived in Bruce Wayne's house. He feels almost like he's sort of like a servant, you know, almost like a, a beggar taking, you know, Bruce's house and living in uh, Bruce's like life. Um, and then, uh, as the book, as the book describes, inside Wayne Manor, they still have a big portrait up of um, Thomas and Martha Wayne and Bruce. And as an adult, um, that house is burned down by Edward Nashton. He goes back and burns Wayne Manor down. So when the Batman begins, Wayne Manor's not there. Wow. Um, so the movie starts uh, with Wayne Manor burnt down. Yeah, burned down. And it makes sense um, with the building now. <laughs> now I'm putting it together. Hopefully that, that is almost a spoiler, but I've just got to put this together in my head. It makes sense with the rumors that they were going to use it as an abandoned orphanage. And now I've heard that now I've... Then read the book. It makes sense that that abandoned building, which is burnt in half <laughs> when I visited it, um, would be the the remains of Wayne Manor. That's ah, uh, that's dope. That's dope. Um, that's an interesting take. It almost sounds like a Thomas Elliot almost Riddler, you know. It, yeah, it feels like a play on that. It feels like a play on that. He knew Bruce as a kid and stuff like that. I mean, you know, when they first uh, showed images from you know the duct taped face. That was in the you yeah. know trailers for Batman. I thought Hush was in the movie. I'm like, oh shit, we got Hush in this movie now. <laughs> like, you know, what I'm saying? Like, uh, I think if you're going to get Hush ever, it's going to be in this universe. Oh yeah, we are going to get that. And uh, like, I think everybody will be in this universe. Um, I think that. I think what um, one thing actually, I think what, just quite quite briefly before we touch on the book again. Um, one thing I'm, I thought this universe would be a Bat Family type universe, but I think maybe it's going to be more Bat and the Cat. Like, I feel like it might be a bit more them. And maybe that's why the DCEU side is going to be a lot, a lot more like getting teases of Robin, Nightwing, obviously the Keaton, Batgirl thing going on there. I think maybe they've pushed, allowed the DCEU to play with the Bat family a bit more. And maybe they're going to focus on Zoe and Robert Pattinson in the, in the Batman movies. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. But, yeah, I, yeah I, I was thinking um, it was going to be more Bat Family too, and the amount of villains they're putting in the movie, they're definitely trying to, you know, build up this Bat universe a lot. You know, that three-hour movie is going to be a lot of world building, of course. Uh, oh, but I, I, look, I mean, the, as a multiverse, and if you're going to, if you're going to actually do a multiverse, not just use the word multiverse, because I feel like a lot of us are still unsure. Are DC really going to do? a multiverse and have alternative characters because, I mean, like you were saying there about creating a, a new DCEU in the Matt Reach universe, if they're going to actually do a multiverse, why not have another Wonder Woman, another Aquaman, yeah. another Supergirl, another Batgirl? I don't think they will just from a business point of view. I don't think they'll want to, you know, have competing, you know, you already sort of see it with um, Michael Keaton being the new Batman with Robert Pattinson, the younger one. It's like, there's no chance of any competition there because Michael Keaton is going to be Batman maybe 25% of the time and then the other 75% of the time, maybe even more than that, will be Bruce Wayne. So, like, you can see what they're trying to do. Like, they are letting multiple versions exist, but yeah. they aren't. You know, it's quite clever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Michael Keaton fits more with, like, a Justice League situation anyway because Batman's always the one making the plans in the Justice League. Yeah. He's not really totally. in the field all the time with them. Um, well, we've seen we've seen them yeah. BBS and how how painful it was to watch yeah. Ben Affleck rolling about and yeah. throwing smoke grenades at Doomsday. You know, it was uh, a painful under, experience. Yeah, hiding under some uh, de uh, debris to get away from Tuesday's yeah. blast or something like that. Like Batman can't do much, you know, in the field yeah, with the Justice League, uh, but he totally. can make the plans. He could be telling them what to do, and that's what Keaton. That's his role. That's what he should be. Keaton should yeah. be the Batman that's at the computer helping them. You know, totally. Uh, that should totally. Um, but this is Rob Patson, this is more of like a functional in the field Batman. That's yeah. Batman more than he is Bruce Wayne type thing. And mm -hmm. I think the only person we haven't really talked about much is Paul Dano um, oh, yes. as Riddler, which I was over the moon when he was cast because, you know, his role in um, uh, There Will Be Blood was one that <sighs> like blew me away wow. when I first saw it. Um, almost unrecognizable, even though, you know, he's not changing anything about his face, but just the character he is like. Yeah, you know, just an incredible performance. 
And there was another movie where he played a serial killer at the beginning of the movie. It's called Taking Lives. It was a long time ago. Yes, I've seen that. Fantastic. No, it's fantastic. And that's a that's another role that makes me think that they cast this right. You know what I'm saying? Like he could pull off creepy, you know, really good. You know what I'm saying? Like uh that is yeah. up his alley, you know. Uh, for me it was um Twelve Years a Slave. I thought he was absolutely fantastic in oh, that yeah. as well. This is just a fantastic character actor. This is um the casting that it's so out of the box for WB. Like I, I'm telling you, like like you see when Joker come out, like and Joker's a fantastic movie, right? Um, it's a very good character piece, not very comics accurate, but um, it's a very good take on a man with mental illness. And they go for Walking Phoenix. Now, Walking Phoenix is a fantastic actor and deserved his Academy Award, but that's the sort of casting WB normally go for, you know, the established actor. Um, like I say, like you know, like we're hearing rumors that. They're looking for an older Hal Jordan to join the DCU and they're looking at Tom Cruise. Like, that's the sort of casting I expect for WB, not Paul Dano, not to go for a guy who's just a working actor, a character actor, somebody, you know, he's not the most handsome guy in the world. I'm not saying he's an ugly looking man, you know, but I'm just saying he's not the most handsome man in the world. That's exactly what I'm looking for in the Riddler. And it seems to me as well, the material they're giving him um, with this saw... Um, like this saw murdering puzzle making Riddler. Yeah, every box is checked with uh, Paul Dano. Like I'm, I was just blown away by the casting of this uh, actor. Um, and uh, what do you think of the what do you think of the, the Zodiac Killer mask? Oh yeah, I, I thought it was. I think it's a genius idea because it not only does it kind of get rid of the whole goofy like Riddler thing where like he's. You know, he looks like a cartoon character all the time in the books and stuff like that. And yeah, he should be kind of like over the top and fantastic. But I like this initial take, like this first go at him being Riddler. And he's like kind of still figuring it out. And he's just more of a serial killer. I like that version of Riddler. Like he's killing people. Like he's not like he's a straight up. There's nothing really goofy about him. He's setting up traps for people and he's killing them. They don't figure out their riddles. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's yeah, he's, that's he's the riddle. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole. But point. this is like you say, like this is a complete different take. But this is what you know. I remember, um, you know, about 10, 15 years ago, there was rumors that in Batman Three, um, that no one was going to do the riddle, and there was a lot of rumors that how he would do it. Mm-hmm. This is what I thought he would do. Yeah, you know, this is the sort of. I'm not saying like no, no one's the blueprint, blah blah blah, because we've seen what happened with Man of Steel and BBS when no one was the blueprint. So I don't want no one to be like the blueprint of everything. But um, I think that if we were to have seen a bat, a riddle in that world, this would have been it. And watching what Paul Dano's doing, and watching the trailers and how it's been executed, it's just absolutely perfection, like perfection. Amen. I mean, they're gonna make the Riddler like a menacing, like evil villain, like <laughs> more evil than he's probably ever been. It's probably gonna be in this movie. Um, and I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see more of the riddles too, because we've only got like two of them so far. I think I can't wait to see more of them. And Batman, I'd like to see yeah. them do like some kind of the blood trophy type thing. Like, okay, I don't know how you would do that. I, I, I think it's just too it's too far. Like I think it's probably too far to do. But it would be cool if they done some sort of like like every crime scene is leaving some sort of like like a riddle. Like, yeah. I know I know that do like in a bit of paper, like just like, a question mark. Maybe it's just too far, too much to ask, but. I don't know. I feel like it would be a cool little Easter egg, you know. Mm. Maybe that is just a touch to that again. That's maybe more what Keaton's Batman would be sort of facing that sort of riddler. Um, but like we down leaving riddles and question marks and being like Jim Carrey and jumping about mad. Um, mm. But I, I think this one maybe wouldn't do that. But I still think you know, just looking at what Matt Reeves is doing, you never know. I feel like he is he is willing to start messing with the comic stuff a bit more. Oh yeah, because uh, Matt Reeves has talked nonstop about the comics. Like, wow, he's a huge yeah. fan. He's read some of the biggest like books, like Batman Ego by Darwin Cook. Most yeah. people don't even know what that fucking book is. Like, in most, that's a like, sensational book. That's a yeah. sensational book. And ties into New Frontier. I mean, Justice League yes. New Frontier. So, like, what yeah. do you think Matt Reeves is thinking? I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> at least I know Matt Reeves knows about the comics yeah. and stuff. If he's mentioning books like that, and um, you know, going for that angle. Um, and I, I just love that it's taking place in like Batman's second year. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we've gotten yeah. the we've gotten the beginning of Batman's story, and we've gotten the end of it a few times now. Um, and I've been waiting for 
Batman's like glory years, like on screen. You know what I'm saying? Like age 25 yeah. to 33, like the fucking the most important years of Batman's career type thing. Um, like I feel like the only yeah. time we've ever really got that Dark would Knight. have been maybe the Keaton movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I feel like that was that was Batman. You know, like mm-hmm. and again, it's a very um, cinematic take on Batman of the time. You know, like very trying to sort of make Batman grim and you know try to make him more appealable to that um to the but audience it's, prime, the it's prime batman though he's uh, he's full-on batman yeah. you know he's yeah. he knows everything already You're like that's prime batman and um, one thing i read in the book which i thought was fantastic is you know the whole um andy circus is alfred i wasn't sure if it was going to be year one alfred which it very much so seems like it's going to be um it's going to be like the military take on alfred um but one thing i, I discovered reading the book is Alfred is very much involved in running Wayne Enterprises, which I found was very weird. I found that very interesting. I thought it was a really different take for Alfred. And also I discovered that um, Bruce Wayne, when he's been, um, he was, instead of traveling the world and being trained by Rachel Gould in this version, he has traveled the world, went to different universities, learned you know, chemistry, biology, um, like criminal physics. But every time he's went to a different university to learn, He's went to a different country, and when he's there, he's learned their local martial arts. Yeah. So I thought that was very. I thought it was quite clever. It's a. It's a good way to sort of navigate the whole. Is he part of the um, League of Shadows or you know League of Assassins, whatever you want to call it? Um, it's a, it's quite a cool way to navigate that, and I thought it was a pretty good twist on the character. Yeah, because you can't do it again. Because, like, Batman Begins already did the League of Shadows and yeah, Ra's al Ghul. And totally. I, I actually like Batman Begins a lot for combining, like, Henry Ducar and Ra's al Ghul into the same character. So, like, Batman it's learns really the martial list. arts and he learns the detective stuff from the same guy type thing. I like yeah. that. I wonder if they're just going to bring, like, Henry Ducar into this Matt Reeves universe as, you know, some uh, – you know, just another way to establish that Batman knows how to be a detective type thing because – that's yeah. the only thing that we really don't get from Batman movies is him doing a bunch of detective work trying to figure that, – that's what this movie is. Like he's trying yeah, to solve a murder. Is, yeah. 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 He's trying to solve a murder spree, you know, find a serial killer type thing. That's awesome. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I like I, – I, I, one, that's really good because when was the last time we saw Batman you – know, the, the only time I can really think i seen Batman solve a crime, again, would probably – I'd have to go back to – Batman 89 when he figures out the Joker's toxic mix for the yeah. for the Smilex. I mean, that's the only time I can really think I saw Batman being a detective. You know, everything else is more asking Alfred to do than yeah. about or convenience. Yeah, Dark Knight um, had the whole bullet. He's like tracking Joker's thumbprint on yeah, a bullet. Yeah. I think that's about as much detective work as you get. But I feel like we're going to get a lot more in this uh, Matt Reeves Batman movie. It's going to really lean into that because... As you said, that they haven't mentioned Lucius Fox at all yet in this uh, Matt Reeves universe. I it wasn't mentioned the book. It wasn't mentioned the book either. Uh, all right, so like, I they might not go that angle. Maybe in the later movies they will. But as of right now, it looks like Batman is creating everything on his own, like the Batmobile, his gadgets, his suit. He's creating all that with just the help of Alfred, probably. Um, yeah, well, um, yeah. just again, t- I, I, I've tried dance through this book, but. Um, Again, in the book, it mentions that he stuck, he's been working on the Batmobile since the age of 16. Ah, it was a pet cool. project of his. And also, I found a really cool thing was um, what the, um, the, sorry, the, the Batcave is in an abandoned subway tunnel, as we have all like assumed. Um, and the entrance to the subway tunnel, it actually was a, underground from Wayne Tower, so where he obviously grew up in this version uh, of the Batman. Um, there's an old subway tunnel that the ancestors of the Waynes used as like an escape if anything ever happened. Because um, the Waynes the Waynes are yeah. not good, right? They're like aren't they a I think that's family what, type I, thing? And I think I think that's maybe where they're gonna lean into. I think I, I definitely think the Court of Elms will be heavily Involved in this yeah. trilogy at some point, we've got a grip on kind of what the Riddler is, and what he's doing. But but this movie's three hours long. It can't just be Batman versus Riddler for three hours. Like there's got to be more to it, and we don't even know. Like yeah. we don't even know. Don't like know. people people are sitting there saying that oh, you know, we've seen too much in the trailers. Have we? Like all I've seen is Same Batman, scenes. Catwoman, Riddler. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking, he's chasing Penguin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's chasing yeah. Penguin in the streets. In his Batmobile. Yeah. That's about it. I've seen like, we've seen like two real scenes, really, from the movie. Everything else is just snippets. It's like flashes of other scenes and stuff. So, but there's only two scenes we've actually seen. The funeral scene, um, where the uh, car bust bursts through the door and the chase on the highway, uh, was chasing, yeah. uh, Penguin. Um, dude, there's so much to, and I just can't get over the underground aspect because you know who's underground in those sewers. It's, there's <laughs> a couple characters that could be down there. We got Killer Croc that could be down there. We got Solomon Grundy that could be down there too. So, you know, if they made any kind of like reference to Solomon Grundy while like Batman's underneath this fucking, you know, going the underground I, way. It's strange because, awesome. like I say again, like if you asked me six months ago, would we get Killer Croc or Solomon Grundy? I'd turn around and go, no, no, they're going to be DCU only. They're never going to let, they're never going to have them in a realistic Batman movie. But see now, like, I don't, everything's on the table. I genuinely believe Mr. Freeze could be next. Yep. And I believe we'll probably get the um, Heart of Ice animated series. Like we're going to get pitch perfect, you know, cold killing Mr. Freeze. Like, I would love Matt that. Reeves is, like, without even seeing the movie, Matt Reeves has told me that this guy is the guy to lead Batman for the next decade. Most likely. And I, I I have no reason to believe why he wouldn't want to do it, too. You know what I'm saying? He's going to get paid a lot of money to make these movies, and he likes yep. the character. You know, it's something he's wanted to do. So why would he want to leave? And he's showrunning the animated series, and he's showrunning the, the TV shows that are going to be on uh, HBO Max. So, like, he's got his whole he's, – he's dipped into this universe completely. Um, yeah, I think as well, like, what we're saying there about, obviously, the GCPD, we know that's getting lined up, and obviously – also, there's been a Penguin show with Colin Farrow Greenlit as well. So, with those two projects, it sort of shows me that the movie, in the past, obviously, with The Dark Knight... There was nothing always... tied into The Dark Knight. You remember The Dark yeah. Knight trilogy? Nothing. There was no TV shows. There was no comic book think, series. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was nothing. It was but just I think, like, with the... Yeah, totally, like, to, like, with this new... With HBO Max and with them needing content for that streaming service with that sort of aspect to it, it sort of means that these movies can focus on Batman. Like, they can be about Bruce Wayne. They can be about the character. And characters can come into it. You know, like, we can have Paul Dano. Um, we don't really need to set him up because he can easily be spun off into a, you know, an eight-part miniseries on um, HBO Max. And, you know, like, that that's the beauty of having the streaming service. It shouldn't be seen as, oh, they're just trying to, like, take the piss out and try to, like, make spin-offs or spin-off sets. No, no, no. Like, when you've got, like, a movie that's a character piece and it's trying to tell a story about, you know, like maybe a story that's never been told before about Batman, HBO Max is a great weapon for you to sort of expand on it, to give these characters, you know, that sort of backstory that you can't really give them, you know, in live action. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. And um, I've got to feel like Matt Reeves wants to be a part of that and he wants to create this universe and stuff and build all this up um and yeah dude if they do mr freeze next i'll be great <laughs> if you, i don't think they're gonna kill riddler either i don't think that's gonna happen you know what i'm saying i feel like this is gonna be a batman series where batman puts these people in arkham type thing and we're gonna get i think a this is gonna be arkham. yeah yeah I, th I think like what they're doing is almost like sony are trying to do with spider-man hmm. it's like they Batman is like, Batman and Spider-Man are the two characters that can exist in their own world. They don't need the greater universe. Like they, almost, I feel like Superman has got limitations. I feel like Wonder Woman's got limitations, but they need that broader, you know, connected universe just because they have got limitations in the characters mm -hmm. uh, that are in their specific worlds. Same with, you know, characters like Shazam. So it makes sense for them to all connect. But Batman can be on his own. Like, Batman's got so much growth there, so much we haven't even scratched the surface on Batman, you know like we've had Batman movies way back to 1966 um, through 89 obviously through the Dark Knight and through obviously the DCEU era um, and we haven't even scratched the surface of Batman yeah. you know like we haven't even you know we can look at our shelves and we can see hundreds, thousands of comics that haven't even been teased yet Um I feel like we've done, you know, the Joker a hundred times. We've done 
That's we've done the origin story a thousand times. Even the book didn't even explain the origin. It just sort of skipped over it. Good, good. They've done a time jump, so I'm like, even Matt Reeves himself, as a fan, knows. Look, we've done that. Let's move on. Yeah, you know. Um, and I think that's that's the most exciting part for me is that we are going to be going into these areas. I go from into these stories that you know are sort of modern day. You know, year one. Sorry, um, the sorry, not year one. Um, what do you call it again? The Jeff John story. Oh, Earth one. Yeah, Earth one. My apologies. Um, I called it year one the whole episode. <laughs> no, um, the Earth one by Jeff John. We're going to go into these sort of different stories that we haven't touched before. Maybe we're going to go into Arkham Asylum. We're going to go into the Long Halloween. We're going to do Hush. It's going to be that these stories that us Batman fans wanted, but we want to see. Batman going to the Penguin, interrogating him for information, then having to go to uh, Two Face for information, and having to go to Falcone for information. Like that's what we want, you know. We could potentially in a couple of years' time could have a sequel to this movie where we've had a couple of spin-offs, we've introduced even more characters, and then the big threat in the next movie, maybe we have to go through two or three characters that have been set up in spin-offs on the first movie mm. to get to the big bad, you know. And that's what we're wanting, you know, as Batman fans. I think we're tired of the the same old sort of Batman on his own, Batman and Alfred stories, you know, I feel like we've just done, we've completed that, you know, yeah. but there's so much more to be tapped into, and I feel like Matt Reeves is onto something here. Yeah, because I felt like that was something the Nolan trilogy fell short of, because they did an amazing job in The Dark Knight establishing Two-Face, right? They did it like a perfect, like, origin yeah, for Two-Face. And then they just kill him at the end of the movie. Like, I feel like Matt yeah. Reeves... Batman will establish like a new Harvey Dent, and like they're not gonna kill him, you know. Say so he's gonna be, then he's gonna become Two Face, and then he's gonna be in another movie and stuff like that. Um, that's you know that's kind of what I want. I don't want um, these villains to be one and done. I want them to like get their shine in these movies, and then they come back in future movies type things. You know, what I'm saying and just yeah, building the Batman probably. universe like that, um, and building up these villains and stuff like that. I think is the best way forward. Um, yeah, well, we're touching on Two-Face, obviously, like, um, I think... Yeah, because, wait, was... in this movie, I I, I think um, Peter Sarsgaard is playing District Attorney Gil Collins. Um, so I'm expecting Peter Sarsgaard to die in this movie, and then a new District Attorney will be, you know, Harvey Dent. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe that will be uh, the direction they go, right? Mate, um, I think Peter... Yeah, by the way, I think Peter could be a fantastic Two-Face, like, if, if that yeah. was a switch... Yeah, if that was um, just like I, a, a plant name and he's actually Harvey Dent, that would be great, but... But I think we're overthinking that, you know, like, see when we're sitting saying, oh, maybe it could be a switcher. I think maybe we're, we're overthinking what's actually going on. I think it's pretty simple, like, Peter Sarsgaard is playing that character. And, and like you say... Riddler's going to kill him. He's going to be like a victim of Riddler. That's what I'm yes. thinking is going to happen, yeah. Um, and he'll be a big, he'll be a big sort of takeout, um, because mm-hmm. that, maybe that, maybe that would be the final kill um, in the movie, but... Um, I think, like you say, there's a lot of rumours. I don't know if you remember, again, when this movie was casting, um, we'll go over that maybe in a later podcast. We'll go over that in a later podcast, but I remember when this movie was initially casting, there was a lot of talk of Matthew McConaughey being cast. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I feel like he would be he would be who Matt Reeves would go for as Two-Face. Yeah, um, I feel like I'd at like some it. point you got to get a, a, you know, a big name in these movies. I mean, I, I'm sure there's a bunch of actors that want to be in a Batman movie, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's tons this of people might, going out for yeah, it. Yeah, like, this might seem like a bit of a rant, but I think the I think you, you, you can't over overestimate, I'm sorry, underestimate um, the damage that DC brand took in 2016, 2017. Okay. Um, but, not, but this isn't me... Going after Zack no, Snyder, man, Justice, going after Justice League, really fucked yeah. up a lot of shit. And the studio, the studio had a massive part to play in that. If if not, it was equal, fifty fifty. I would say I would say it did more damage than Green Lantern in two thousand eleven because the thing with Green Lantern is nobody went to go see the movie, so it didn't really yeah. do any damage. It just didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying like so, uh, you know, the audience didn't really care about that movie either way. I, I think what I would say there's a bad there's a bad taste in DC. I think now we're starting to come out of it. Um, no matter what MD says, um, even Zack Snyder's Justice League, it's, it's created a good word of mouth for DC. And I know that is still a lot of infighting. It's dying down. I stand by that. I believe it is. This is a positive podcast and we're really excited. But there is there was that bad taste in people's mouths. And I believe that's why Jonah Hill was probably like, look, $10 million. Because 
he's probably looking at it for the Ben Affleck point of view, a guy who just came off an Academy Award win, who could literally pick his next project. It didn't matter what he wanted to do. He came off and then he went and done BBS. Now, again, a lot of things happened behind the scenes, but you know, you look at what happened to Ben Affleck, the, the, you know, and I'm not blaming um, Zack Snyder, I'm not blaming WB. It was a lot of it was it with Ben Affleck's personal issues, etc. But um a lot of actors are probably like, look, if I, if I'm gonna be in this, I want paid. You know, like, and that's, and again, you can't underestimate when you're going to an actor like Jonah Hill. No offence to Jonah Hill. He isn't a, you know, he's not Robert Downey Jr. He's not a Ben Affleck, and he's asking for that sort of cash. I'm sorry, you know, like, that just shows you. And I think maybe that happened again with um, McConaughey. I think it's happening um, with Henry Cavill right now. I think it's like he's asking yeah. for too much to... Yeah. Yep. But I think Henry Cavill um, is a different situation in the sense of, Maybe Henry Cap, maybe old, Henry Cavill was part of that old WB who were overspending. You know, we've seen the budgets for you know Bat Steel, you know three hundred million, you know three hundred plus for BVS, same as Suicide Squad. Like he was part of that WB who thought spend now, and then the people will just show up. Um, yeah, just throw as much now, money at these movies, and maybe they'll turn out good. It's the same mentality they had for like Green Lantern and stuff like that. You know, they let's just overspend. Hopefully, uh, yeah. if we spend enough money, throw enough money at it, it'll fix the problems. But I think uh, they figured it out, dude. Like, oh, you look at the yeah. like I say that right now you look at Matt Reeves, the Batman, a hundred million dollars, like, Suicide Squad, <laughs> 100, 150 million to make that movie. You know, what I'm saying like they figured I, it I out. Yeah. The, the Suicide Squad maybe like a bit in the higher end, but if you look at like Shazam, seventy million. Yeah, I think Birds of Prey was in that range as well. Meaning, you know, yeah, Shazam made a good profit. You know, it's actually a fact known that they made more than Man of Steel profit wise. Um, granted, mm-hmm. it's in a bigger scale, but um, yeah. much smaller. Obviously, yeah. if you look at like uh, Birds of Prey again, a movie that yeah, it didn't work for the uh, for the mainstream, but the movie didn't cost that much, so and you know, it probably didn't lose money. In the end, once it's like all told, it probably broke even. Um, so like that, it's lower risk. Um, so I think like like you're saying there about McConaughey, I think that if this movie's successful and DC can continue this trend that they've picked up recently, um, I think you can you'll you'll start to see guys like McConaughey become more interested in maybe working in the budget range that obviously DC and WB are wanting to work in now. Yeah, yeah, and um. That's why I'm so confident in Matt Reeves, like Batman, because just how much it costs and it didn't overspend and, you know, Matt, they just trusted Matt Reeves to make this movie. I I, I just have a lot of faith that it's going to be, like, really good. Um, yeah. A lot of faith. Um, any I, final thoughts oh, on the Batman, though? Any final thoughts on the Batman? Um, just uh, what I've been saying, Alex, I'm absolutely so excited for this movie. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't get here quick enough. And like I say... When this, um, sorry, like you said there, when this drops, the tickets will be on sale. We might even get another trailer, possibly. Yeah. Um, with the tickets dropping, um, to be fair, I don't want to see anymore. Yeah, like I'm, I'm ready for this movie. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent going to be there at least three times the first weekend. I anticipate. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. If I can get the tickets, yeah, that's the thing. I, I suspect right. this will be the hottest ticket in town. Um. And the biggest compliment, Alex, I can say before I go, uh, before, before we go for this week, the biggest compliment we can pay the Batman is Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness, moved. No matter what you say, that movie was bang in there for that release date in March. And then as soon as the Batman trailer dropped, the second trailer, Doctor Strange moved within hours. And that says everything for this movie. Amen. I think Warner Brothers is known for at least the last two years that they've had a home run with the Batman and they've just been finding the right spot to release it for everybody. And, um, you know, they're so confident in it. They are, they agree language shows. They're getting Matt Reeves on multiple projects. Um, no doubt the movie's going to be successful. It's just a question of how successful it's going to be. Is it going to be shattering all kinds of records? Is it going to be like this touted movie where people are getting tattoos of it? Like type thing. You know? <laughs> I feel like it might, it has that potential. Um, can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to. Before watch we go, actually, times. I was going to say, yeah. Alex, um, what is your prediction? You know, like without one miles away, I'm probably going to ask you this another five, six, seven times. But what do you predict 
the box office will be for the Batman. I feel like the projections are pretty on point. Um, easily over 100, 130 million opening weekend domestic. Easy. I could definitely see that. Um, there's no other place to watch it but theaters, too, for that, for March and a couple weeks in April. So, man, Spider Man did a billion in like two, three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Spider Man could do that. Days, 10 days. 10 days yeah, ago. it was something crazy. So, like, if Spider Man could do that, a Spider Man movie that really was like not the most cohesive thing ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just had a shit ton of cameos to get people excited. Uh, but you got a legitimately like good movie here with Batman. Like people are gonna spread it word of mouth. It's gonna get a lot, a lot of people interested to see it. Uh, people love Batman. He's like what the number one most popular character in the world behind Jesus yeah. or something. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Superman uh, behind Superman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's Jesus, isn't he supposed to be? Yeah, um, that, that's how it goes. Like it's like Superman, Batman, Spider Man. Like those are the biggest like, totally, like totally. characters. So people are seeing it regardless. Um, I think the trailers are some of the best trailers I've ever seen too. Like for most movies, like there's something in the way that first trailer, like oh my god, oh, like man. that shattered the world when that came out. Like people, do you remember oh, DC fandom that year? Like yeah, well, like the the Batman was last. I, I, even if, do you know up to that point, I still what I've been saying tonight in this podcast, um, I still had my reservations about the movie. And then I remember watching that, you know, we'd sat up and watched DC Fandom. Myself and my, my partner uh, and my sister was there as well. And we sat and watched it. They fell asleep. And I was the last man standing, obviously, uh, and I was watching it. Yeah. Um, and, do you know, like, I, my jaw legit hit the floor. Like, and it wasn't, like, drugs involved in that. Like, <laughs> it was just, like, my jaw hit the floor watching that tailor just happen in front of me. And then I picked my phone up straight away and I watched it another 10 times and I'm shaking the two of them. Like, watch this, watch this. And it was just like, oh my God. Mm. And now, you know, I've been I've been with theater recently and um, I'm starting to see the trailer in the big screen and I'm pinching myself. Like, I, I am literally going, I cannot wait. Like, I, I, I'm telling you, man, like, I, I, my record for DC movies, I think, weirdly enough, I saw... Batman v Superman eight times in theaters. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. yeah. I saw um, Suicide Squad around about the same. I think I might have done nine for Wonder Woman. So I think Wonder Woman, the first one, was my record. Um, I think I'm going to beat that for the Batman. I, I, I truly do. Um, hmm. You know, the, one of the weird things about living in the UK, living in Scotland, is we don't have HBO Max. And because um, Sky in the UK have an existing deal, um, with Warner Brothers until I think it's 2025. We won't get HBO Max until 2025. Yeah. So um, I don't have to worry about the 25-day window thing coming into play because, you know, it won't unless it goes to digital, um, which I actually think they'll just leave in theaters for the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. But obviously, a lot of this will depend on will China give the Batman a release date? Yeah, I, I wonder if... Uh... They'll need China at all. I don't even think uh, Spider Man. I don't think that was in China the first couple of weeks it was out. I think it make a. I thought you said I, I, I never got China at all. Spider Man actually. Yeah, it still yeah. Um, and fuck China, dude. I'm so sick of people like bringing up <laughs> China. Like fucking, they fucking filmed what Mulan and concentration camps. No one gives a fuck about that. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I, like, um, like I'm not bothered about it, but I think that the China beef is mostly with Disney. Disney is a China shill. Like, what was that South Park episode yeah. with Mickey Mouse in China? Like, that was hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I I expect big numbers from this. Everyone's expecting it. Hollywood Stock Exchange, fucking, um, what was that one? The fucking, was it the Hollywood Reporter or somebody else giving predictions? I guess Box, uh, Box Office Pro was the one that announced it. Box Office Pro. Yeah. Expect to see a Forbes article about this uh, probably the week before Batman comes out with, you know, more accurate type of numbers and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is not like a Suicide Squad situation where the first movie was so bad, nobody went to go see the next one. The Batman, I think they've made it pretty clear that this Batman movie is not connected to any other DC movie. I think they've done a good job marketing it like that, and I think that's yeah. what's going to get people even more excited to see it uh, because they don't have to have any baggage from any other DC movie. You know what I'm saying? Just like... This is its own thing. Just go in and yeah. enjoy it type thing. 
Um, I think the decade away as well. The, you can't underestimate the decade since the last Batman solo yeah. movie. I saw Dark Knight um, Rises 13 times in theaters. Oh. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> yeah, I <know. laughs> but I that think, was a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I was to predict the box office, um, I think I'm, I'm fingers crossed, but I hope and I expect it'll be the highest grossing Batman movie of all time, mm-hmm. which is just over a billion. Um, again, it was a decade ago. There's a lot more movie theaters, etc., in the world in the last ten years, um, and I hope they can give Aquaman. You know, Aquaman is like one point two billion. Yeah, and that that was an interesting strategy because they released that movie over like a three four week period across like a bunch of different regions at different times. So yeah. it was very interesting how they made their money on that. Um, well, I mean, I think I think Aquaman had made. You know, three hundred and fifty, four hundred million in China before it even released in the US. Yeah, yeah. Which they're not doing um, with the Batman, as far as I know. I don't think the Batman. Well, it's waiting the fourth of March, yeah. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I don't think it's getting released in China until later. Um, I don't think it's got a China. I I didn't see a China release date, but I, I, yeah. I anticipate it well because as Batman, um, yeah, and like, they do like that sort of stuff. Usually, there. um, these superhero movies don't do well in China. Uh, some you know. It's a, I mean, yeah. they do well enough in that, like, they don't do gangbusters, you know what I'm saying? Well, Aquaman, Aquaman's the exception to that, though, in the yeah. sense that that movie, I think they like the CGI, you know, monstrosities over there. Yeah, yeah so. Okay. I got a little bit of interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what it does and what it makes and uh, if it's going to shut up some people. I, I still don't think people are going to shut up, even if it makes like a billion. If, like, if it makes like one point like two billion, people still be like, "Oh, but Spider Man made more." Like that's going to be the narrative for like. See, months. I, I don't like, mean Jesus that Christ. conversation. Yeah, but I don't, like, I, I don't, it's the conversation yeah. when it's like, um, right now it's like boycott WB, and then like yeah. once, uh, but then you've got like you've got that sort of weird faction going on, which again, like, I need to say it's a small minority, but yeah. they're a loud minority, let's be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that minority talking, will just like, you know, it, it, it's, they will then change the argument to, well, that's not DCEU, so we don't care. You know, the, exactly. the same way that, you know, back to the sort of Walter Hamada conversation we've had, um, Walter Hamada's had $2 billion hits, no matter what you say, you know, that he, he wasn't really keen on the Joker idea, etc. Um he's had two billion dollar hits, Aquaman and Joker, and I doesn't think he's gonna he's about to have a third billion dollar hit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely money talks. It's money gonna talks. Get, it's gonna get damn close to a billion. I mean, it's yeah. fucking if not surpass it and break it real quick. Because I, I, in ten yeah. days, I think I think that man can do it. Yeah. 14. Yeah. I mean, there's some people like, oh, it's gonna make two billion. I'm like, you're out of your fucking minds. You're out of your fucking like, you're out of your fucking minds type thing. Maybe, uh, maybe at the end of the trilogy, if they, I mean, if it continues at this quality, absolutely. But anyway, let's hope this okay. Matt Reeves movie is successful. All right, and we can get more Batman because uh, yes. we need to get Batman's house in order, and I want more Batman content. We're going to a Batman <laughs> Renaissance right now, a new Batman yeah. Renaissance. We haven't had one in a while, um, so. Looking forward to all of it. Oh yeah, two super bad mania. What should I call this episode? Did you see? Um, <laughs> did you actually see? Um, how you yeah, see that? Uh, uh, see the? Um, I don't know if you saw it. It's the popcorn dispensers. Uh, the the art and theaters right now. It's like Robert Pattinson's Batman cow. Yeah, they're oh, already starting it. The Little oh. Caesars pizzas shaped like bat yeah. symbols. That's what's <laughs> like. <laughs> I cannot wait, man. I love. See, this is the this is the time, Mark. Uh, like you have to take my bank card, my credit card off me. Yeah. Because yeah. I start seeing things, you know, like, and I start going, I'll just buy that. The I'll toys. Buy that. I'll All just the buy toys that. are yeah. coming out for it. Jesus Christ. So it's like, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely just last week that I ended up picking up a Iron Studios. It's not done out yet, but I got the Harley Quinn and I got the uh, King Shark uh, for the Suicide Squad. They're amazing. Um, but I think they're one four scales. Uh, I actually used that just to like a hundred and like the King Shark was a hundred and seventy dollars and the Harley Quinn was a hundred and sixty. But like that's I can get dangerous, you know, when I like I get excited with this stuff, man. I start buying like needless shit. Yeah, <laughs> I start going mad, and uh, I think I'm getting into that mood. You know, coming into um, 
2023, I think it's, it's going to be the year we deserve. You know, after so many years to talk, just to finish off this podcast, because I know we're going to speak about this Batman probably like next week even. Okay. Um, but uh, 2022 is the year that we all deserve. You know, as DC fans, we have suffered so badly. Like, I feel like 2014, 2015, building up to the fun. buff. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. We were so excited. Um, we were laughing at the Marvel movies going, ha ha, we are going to get our Justice League soon. And then it all fell flat in the face. It was horrible as fans because we had to deal with it. You know, on a daily basis, people laughing at us. This is even before the, the fighting amongst each other started. It was just the Marvel fans and critics attacking us. It felt like just a real siege mentality. Um, and we've had to suffer. You know, we really have had to suffer the last couple of years. And um, I feel like last year was a good year with Zack Snyder's Justice League and um, obviously the Suicide Squad. This year started absolutely amazing with Peacemaker. And I feel like we're going to just be eating so well this year. I just, I really do believe this is the year of DC. Yeah, this is definitely DC's year, 2022. Uh, and it's kicking off with the Batman. Can't wait. March 4th, everybody. Get your tickets. Um, that's it for now. Uh, we'll definitely be talking about the Batman movie when it drops. We'll have our first reactions and everything to that when that drops and stuff. Um, definitely. Uh, so, everybody, look forward to that. Anyway, that's going to do it. We'll see you all in the next one. Bye-bye.